Ozempic, Wegovy, Manjaro, and a host of other drugs, the so-called GLP-1 agonists, and their near-miraculous way of helping you lose weight. And soon, a more potent pill coming. On today's Fork You, we'll discuss these drugs, their impact on obesity, and we'll discuss their side effects and increased visits to the emergency room, and maybe how to keep you out of the emergency room. Then I bust some myths, like grifters, the ones who promise you that they have a natural solution or they can compound these ingredients, or even the quick prescription doctor without any guidance at all. Was it a coincidence that Weight Watchers bought Sequence? Sequence is a company that helps you get the prescription for these drugs. Weight Watchers? Didn't their diet work? And by the way, why is Oprah looking so thin? Yes, she is. Not only is she taking the drug, but she's a major shareholder in Weight Watchers. And what about the Hollywood stars, from Kim Kardashian to Chelsea Candler, using the new injectable drug like a quick fix? Is it a quick fix? Should you use it to lose that 10 pounds for the high school reunion? All of this and more on today's Fork University. I am Dr. Terry Simpson, and this is Fork U. Fork University, where we make sense of the madness, bust a few myths, and learn a little bit about food as medicine. While we talk about food as medicine, there is a point where food isn't enough, where we actually need medicine, in this case, for obesity. Obesity, you see, like high blood pressure, is a chronic disease. And we in surgery have known this for some time. I want to recommend you read Peter Atiyah's new book called Outlive, but there was a portion in there that you will read about, or listen if you have the audiobook, about a patient who went on a unique type of diet that Atiyah recommended. Five days a month, he would eat about 750 calories a day, and he noted that the weight dropped off him. I mean, he also stopped eating refined crap and was eating better. So I followed up on that particular patient. Ask him how he was doing. And he told me that he was no longer doing Dr. Atiyah's plan. He had done it for about four years, but it took an extraordinary amount of discipline. And so he stopped. But he still looks great. What's his secret? Was it that he lost the weight and was able to keep it off? No. It was the new weight loss medications. And as he said to me, the new weight loss medicines are just better. And they are. You've heard of them. They work, but they're not without side effects. And they are extremely difficult to get your insurance company to approve them. And paying for them? Well, they run about $1,300 a month. As a weight loss surgeon, one of the more common questions that I would get asked is, couldn't your patients just eat better or eat less or exercise more instead of having weight loss surgery? In other words, can't food be their medicine? And the answer is simply no. Weight loss surgery has proven time and time again to be superior to any weight loss program. But now we have some amazing new weight loss medications that are almost as good as surgery. And newer medications are on the way. The new weight loss medications do several things. Number one, they help you produce more insulin and make your body more responsive to the insulin that you have. Number two, they make food stay in your stomach longer, so you feel full longer or satisfied. And number three, 
they turn off the hunger at the brain level. Some describe this as turning off that noise, that constant need for food, that constant hunger. None of those things can you do without this medication, other than maybe eat. But what if you're driven to eat more than your appetite? Then you will, over time, gain weight. I mean, think about it. If you were to eat 100 calories more a day than you burn, just 100 calories, in 10 years, you'll have gained 100 pounds. When the new injectable medications, Ozempic, Wegovy, Manjaro, showed their efficacy in losing weight, the public couldn't get them fast enough. The original injectable was called Ozempic, which was a medicine that was made for type 2 diabetics. But when they discovered the weight loss, they reformulated the medication, called it Wegovy, and had it approved for weight loss, just weight loss, and you didn't have to be a diabetic to get it. All of these drugs, Ozempic, Wegovy, Manjaro, have become the fastest-selling drugs in the United States. And this led to drug shortages. And this led to our first set of grifters. Compound Pharmacy saying that they could formulate the drug. Meaning, because there was a shortage, they claimed, and there was, they could make the drug because that was the law. So let me ask that question to my favorite compounding pharmacist. If I have a compound pharmacy, can I buy semaglutide sodium from overseas and add some vitamin B12 and sell it as a generic Ozempic? You can do that, but you are breaking the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. You're breaking your, your law in a couple of ways. First, you're importing a research-grade product which is not specced for human use, and you're using it in human use, which means you are violating the standards for human compounding. You're violating USP standards, and you're violating Section 503A and B of the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. But doesn't it, of- doesn't it matter, though, because now there's a shortage, and it says if there's a shortage, compound pharmacies can do this. Can't I just overcome that with that? No, you cannot. And, and this is where a lot of people, uh, we have a disconnect. So 100%, if a drug is on shortage, you can compound it. You can prove that your wholesaler hasn't been able to get it for a month, and you have a back supply, like for example, when amoxicillin suspensions vanished for about a three-week period, we used amoxicillin capsules, USP, NF, to compound amoxicillin suspension to make up that gap. But we did it in such a way that we were legal. When you bring in a product that is research-grade material, it is for research pharmaceutical development only. The only place you could use that is in an animal study tissue culture, or you would have to do further testing and quality on it before you could put that into a human trial. And that's about as far as you could take that material because it does not meet USPNF standards for quality product for compounding. This is from my famous pharmacist on TikTok known as Pharmacist Matt. He's a pharmacist that does a compound pharmacy a bit and knows well the instructions that one must be given on how to take care of these medicines. Now, for those of you who think you can get this from the compound pharmacy, what you're typically getting is something called semaglutide sodium, which, by the way, the Food and Drug Administration has come out and said, no, don't use it. It's not approved in the United States. We are warning you against using it. It has not been tested in human beings for weight loss. That's a big one. 
there's a huge difference between semaglutide sodium, which is used for research purposes, and the compounds that have been tested and approved by the FDA, which are our own patents are owned by Novo Nordisk. In addition, the makers of Ozempic and Wegovy, which is Novo Nordisk, have begun threatening legal action against compound pharmacies who are either violating their patent or their trademark. Now remember, Novo Nordisk said specifically that they were not giving these raw ingredients or selling them to any compound pharmacy. These compound pharmacies actually were making a lot of money telling people they had a generic Ozempic. But I want you to think, is that a good idea to get this when it's not the real one? And why not screw the big man? You know, why not screw pharma? All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty. What are these compound pharmacies doing? First, they're importing a version of this peptide that has not been tested for human use. It has been manufactured overseas in a facility that has not been approved for the manufacture of that drug to the standards of human use, nevertheless the standards that you have to inject them into a human body. And like I said, they buy this from overseas. You know, of course, it's illegal to buy drugs and import them from overseas to use. So these compound pharmacies are violating the law to make money off of the Ozempic craze, and they're charging less. By the way, on TikTok, I called out some of these compound pharmacies, called it a Wegovy scam, and I was presented with a letter from one of their lawyers threatening me, to which we sent a letter back saying, go ahead and threaten me. We will be happy to see if you want to really take this to the court of public opinion because we think you're violating the law. And if you're not, tell me. They never responded. Compound pharmacies are great. They provide a great service to people, but this is not the first time that compound pharmacies have gotten in trouble. Their facility was dirty. They were not, they were essentially falsifying their sterility reports. And they sent out batches of, I believe, steroid injection that was contaminated with fungus. And it killed a number of people that got these steroid injections because they got the fungus right along with it. It was, it was a shame to my profession that someone would do that. It, I find it disgusting. It caused um, meningitis, wasn't it? Yeah, it was meningitis because I think they were doing uh, spinal injections for arthritis with corticosteroids. Let's see, and, September and it, 2012, sickened 798 individuals in the deaths yep. of more than 100 people. Yep. And that's, and that's what I'm trying to prevent with the education. Now, here's the problem that I have. Number one, we don't know the providence of the, of the ingredients. Correct. And they're injecting it. And they're injecting it with something that has never been tested. Right. And... We also don't know what else they might be doing. It kind of is like this. I kind of look at thieves this way. If you're mm -hmm. going to lie to me about one thing, what else are you going to lie to me about? Exactly. I mean, if you're going to tell me you have a legitimate source, show me, I, I will be happy. And I have had people tell me, people stitch, as you know, I had a, I have had several TikToks about this too, mm -hmm. there'll be more. And I've had people say, well, our compound pharmacy doesn't do that. And I have asked, when they've done that, I've said, will you show me your source? And they don't. No, not one. And, you know, I have looked, I have searched the platform. I want one compound pharmacist that if you're doing it legitimately, I want you to come out and say, you're wrong, pharmacist, Matt. 
here's my legitimate source. Here is my monograph to prove to you that it is within spec and appropriate. And then we will talk about your sterility issues because, you know, a lot of these compound pharmacies get inspected by FDA and they get cited for things like dirty glassware and compounding. They get cited for inability to maintain proper airflow while working, which can contaminate your product. They get cited for improper building of their facilities, having porous materials in their clean rooms, which can harbor mold, bacteria, fungus, all of that good stuff. To me, it's it's a tragedy for my profession because there are people that are unscrupulous enough to do that. And I want to protect people from that because I don't want someone who is desperate to change their life, to feel better about themselves, to be healthier, to inject themselves with something that could cause more harm. And really, you know, that is the big issue is harm. You know that when you talk with a patient, there's a risk benefit calculus that you're doing in your head. The risk of treating obesity versus the risk of being obese. And generally, that calculus leans towards the risk of treating obesity. Same thing with diabetes. But when you have this unknown sterility component, that should sway the balance. And I've had people message me, how do I know my compound's pharmacy is safe? Well, first thing you can do is go to the Office of Regulatory Affairs on the FDA website, plug in their name, and you can search for inspection reports. There was a pharmacy on the TikTok platform that was openly advertising their product. And I found the recall where they recalled all of their product, certain batches for questionable sterility. We're not even talking about what was in it. We're talking about, we're not sure if it's sterile or not. So let me get and this straight. Me, they were advertising some weight, one of the weight loss medications. Correct. And already they had a recall for sterility. Yes, sir. 2020, so May in, of 2022. Up next, how to get you out of the emergency room if you are taking these drugs. Ask any emergency room doctor, and they will tell you that they have seen an increasing number of patients come to the emergency room with gastric distress since the introduction of these drugs and because of these drugs. Why? Why are they seeing this? Is it a side effect of the medicine? Part of it is. But the most common problems with these drugs are nausea, vomiting, bloating, diarrhea, and constipation. Up to 80% of these patients who take the drugs have this as an issue. But there are some things that you can do to decrease the risk of this. Let me give you a couple. Number one, if you drink alcohol while taking these drugs, you should limit yourself to one drink, period. None is even better. Number two, you need to avoid fatty foods like fried chicken because they can cause a problem of abdominal pain and cramping while taking these drugs. The foods that you should eat while taking these drugs are things like brothy soups like consomme or minestrone or even a doll, but please make the doll without the coconut fat. And fruits with lots of water like grapes or oranges. And the other thing that you should avoid are sweets like candy, cookies, cakes, all of those of which cause severe stomach distress. Now there are some places that are prescribing meals. You call up this 800 number and they are passing the medicine via telemedicine and not always giving the patients the information they need to avoid these problems. So, learn before you do that. It's always best to have a doctor that will sit down and tell you how to avoid problems with your new medication 
as opposed to spending all of their time trying to get the pharmacy to agree to get you the medication. Speaking of telemedicine, there's a company called Sequence, which was bought by Weight Watchers for a little over $100 million. Sequence is a telemedicine company, nothing wrong with telemedicine, by the way, and helps patients get these prescriptions. While Weight Watchers is, well, we all know what Weight Watchers is. They do have a decent diet plan. And Weight Watchers is partially owned by one Miss Oprah Winfrey, who has had her own very public struggles with weight over the years. But she's looking quite thin these days, and we couldn't be happier for her. Oprah shows us that with the drugs and a good foundation of a diet plan, which Weight Watchers has, you can finally do, she could finally do, what she could not do on our own. Now remember, Oprah's worth a billion plus dollars. She can have her own cook. She has her own people to work out with. And with all of those resources, with all of the discipline it has taken this woman to reach the pinnacle in her career, she couldn't lose the weight and keep it off. And now she's lost over 45 pounds and she's keeping it off. And the Ozempic has helped her turn off that desire she has for food. What about the other Hollywood stars who are injecting themselves, really don't look like they have any weight to lose, and are running down the red carpet? Like Kim Kardashian, for example. Does this mean that these drugs can be used as a temporary fix? Well, as we stated in the beginning, obesity is a chronic disease. And people who have obesity, like Oprah Winfrey, need this drug just as much as people who have hypertension need antihypertensive medicines, and you shouldn't stop them. Now, having 10 pounds of weight to lose isn't obesity. Obesity is defined as a BMI of greater than 30, which is about 50 pounds over your excess body weight. These medicines are not something to be taken lightly for a short period of time so that you can get to your high school reunion. But there is some help coming in the future. You may have heard of Rebelsis, which is a pill form of Ozempic. It has a lower dose. It's a daily pill. It's used for diabetes. It doesn't cause you to lose much weight, but it can cause people to lose some. And drug companies have been testing several pills like that, but in higher doses. And they are seeing similar results to the injectable. Here's the advantage of a daily pill. Besides not having to inject yourself once a week, they are easier to manufacture which means there are going to be a lot less shortages. And perhaps because they're easier to manufacture, the price will come down. It certainly will be able to decrease the side effects. Why? Because when you're injecting yourself once a week, you have a week's worth of drugs sitting in you, so if you're starting to have severe symptoms, you might have to wait a few days before you get better. When you have a pill that you take once a day, you can simply stop taking the pill, and you hopefully will be over the side effects sooner rather than later. But let's be clear, whether it's weight loss surgery, whether it's injectable medicine, or whether it's the new pill form, these drugs come with the same warnings as every other weight loss intervention. If you use something to lose weight, surgery, pills, injectables, and go back to the diet and lifestyle that helped you get to where you had the weight to lose in the first place, the fried chicken, the excess alcohol, you will not do well. What's the best way to eat? Either the Mediterranean way, which we have advocated here before, or the DASH diet. 
Hey, be sure and check out the blog, either Fork You or Your Doctor's Orders associated with this podcast. There you'll find a list of references and other things to help you augment if you want more information about either the new drugs or the injectables themselves. This was written and researched and produced by me, Dr. Terry Simpson. And while I am a doctor and a weight loss surgeon, I am not your doctor. No, I will not get a prescription for you. That's not my job. You need to get that from your own doctor, a board-certified doctor, not a functional medicine doctor, not a holistic naturopathic or Eastern medicine, but a real physician. Telemedicine is fine. This was distributed by our friends at Simpler Media, Ali Press, and the pod god, Mr. Evo Terra, who did the sausage and beer diet with me, proving that, yes, you can lose weight with sausage and beer or keto or anything, but ultimately, you're not going to stay on that. And, and, you know, Evo, you've done a pretty decent job of keeping the weight off. But as we all know, there's more to health than just weight loss. So again... Be sure and check out previous episodes where we talk about the Mediterranean diet and how you can not only get the weight off, but you can get better health and longevity. Things that when you're old like me, you think about. Good day. Have a great week.